0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm Welcome very formal back. today.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, what, what is it? Um, what do we say like in French, in French class? Bonjour.
0: Comment ça va? Comment
1: allez-vous? Bien, et tout? I the only thing I remember is so so is comme ci comme ça.
0: That's the only thing I remember. So how are you today? Ah, it's been a long week, but uh, I'm okay. You know, just trying to make it by. Yeah, working Actually, for the weekend. I can't even say it's been a long week. I had Monday off, and I just got on a vacation or got back. So, <laughs> but you know how sometimes like the short weeks feel like the like can be the longest somehow. To be honest, I've never felt that way. I hear people say that all the time, and I disagree. I think it just depends on the craziness that's going on during that week. And this was one of those weeks that was just freaking crazy. The long weeks are the long weeks for me. Oh, it's just consistent. (laughs) Well, you work with children, so I would imagine every week is longer than the the next. (laughs) The last (laughs)
1: Well, the weather's getting nice. It's been like 88 degrees outside. We're sweating now. We um, we had a tornado or some sort of
0: Watch storm earlier. going on. Yeah. It seems to be a weekly thing here. I do like the rain though. I like the spring rain. Yeah, I saw some some Facebook photos of rainbows that people posted after the storm. So, you know, double rainbow. It's a metaphor for life, right? You know, after <laughs> the storm there's a rainbow. So Oh, aren't you cute? I know. I know. I know.
1: Yeah, how are I know. you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to get going. I think it's my turn.
0: Yeah, and we should introduce ourselves, maybe, for... Oh,
1: they know us by now.
0: It's episode nine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Bay talking, and this is Jay talking. Nope, that doesn't make sense. Bay was the one just talking. I'm Jay, the one talking now. And this is Is the the part part I don't don't get.
1: get. Welcome to episode nine. All right. We made it. So I am going to uh, do something a little... uh, unorthodox if you will oh, tonight i'm scared i have three topics oh my god no 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 no
0: no! going to be don't, here all night don't
1: worry about it don't worry i have three topics so then my next month is done and done so you are gonna oh, choose I get to pick. <laughs> so damn you did three <laughs> topics in like one week or two weeks so what i did is like i started with the first one and i was like okay i'm done my work is, is is finished. I just finished this at, like, 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, ah, I don't particularly like that one. I'll do another one. And then I didn't like that one either, so then I did another one. So these really are like all legit topic. topics, but they're not my faves, not going to lie. Mine so isn't that we'll, easy, see so we'll see how it goes. You can turn and it then off I now, thought, folks. <laughs> so then I thought, I'm going to make Jay make the hard decision because I can't decide. Okay. So what I have here, folks, you can't see. Folks. I have printed out the topic so we can read read from it easily. So I have three pieces of paper. They're folded up so she can't see yeah, they are. I have no idea what's And I'm going to
0: shuffle them. I'm going to pick a card. And she's essentially going to pick a card. <coughs> so pick... Ooh, this is like more exciting than... That. <laughs> I can see a word. I can see a word. Okay. Okay. All right. Pick, so... Pick your card. All right. I'm just going to go straight for the middle. Okay. okay. Here we go. All right. All right. Drum roll. Oh, there's pictures on this there's one? There's pictures on
1: this one. Okay. We'll have to post some, some on Facebook. Yes. Okay. So, this is one my husband will truly appreciate. Color photos? My goodness. I know. So, what I am going to talk to you about tonight is called The Face on Mars.
0: Oh, God, that's creepy. Have you heard? No. I didn't think that this would cross your path. Excuse you. I love Mars. Okay. So, <laughs> Cydonia
1: is a place on Mars that has attracted scientific and popular interest because of a distinctive area that was visible from Earthbound telescopes. And the area or region on Mars is called Cydonia, Cydonia Mensae, which um, has many small hills and knobs and and complex intersecting valleys. But the thing that really makes Cydonia interesting is this face. Uh, it's known for this humanoid-like face that juts out from the surface of the ground on Mars. So I'll show you a picture right here.
0: Oh, my God. It looks like Zordon from, like, um, (laughs) the Power Rangers. It does a little bit. That is so creepy. And, um... It's literally like a 3D. It's not just a face in the sand or something. It's like it's, a, like it's like a, popping out at yeah. you. Yeah. It's like a bas relief. It's like a, a crater or something.
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely 3D and it's like lifting up from the surface. It's just a head. So it's eyes, nose, mouth. It hair. Kind of, it kind of
0: reminds me of the mask from Jason.
1: It does look like a mask. It does look like it's look very like, creepy. I feel a little more Michael Myersy about that. Maybe that's the shape what I was thinking. Mask. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But um yeah. So it's it's humanoid. It, it, you know, it looks like a like a person or something similar to a person. So Sidonia um, and the face on Mars was first imaged in detail by the Viking 1 and 2 orbiters. And that was in the 70s. Okay. So 18 pictures were taken. And of course, you know, this is the 70s. So the resolution was not very good. And you, they couldn't really study the surface features very well from that. Um, But in one of the images taken in 1976, they saw the humanoid face and, and it appeared. So they originally thought like, oh, this is just a trick of the light. This is just a shadow. But then another picture showed up and the sun was at a different angle. So they're like, well, the light has changed and we can still see this guy. So 20 years later, new images were taken on the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter and these images had much better resolution. So they combined all of that data together and they created this 3D representation of the quote unquote face on Mars to really give you like a better idea of of what it like actually looks like. Um and we'll definitely have to post something on the
0: Facebook page. Yeah, you have to see the pictures to really get an idea of like how crazy this is. Yeah. And it it's, it's not like oh it looks like a face if you, you know, close your eye or like from certain angles like it looks just like straight up somebody it, to put me their it face. looks like a
1: head. It's like yeah. a decapitated head on yeah. Mars. <laughs> and it just
0: like kind of ingrained itself into Yeah, the, it's
1: like it's like solidified the, itself to the ground. So the Sidonia face has inspired individuals and organizations, of course, interested in extraterrestrial Mm -hmm. intelligence Mm -hmm. and visitations to Earth, and the images were were published in that context in in 1977. So, some people, such as Richard C. Hoagland, believe that the face on Mars is evidence of a long-lost Martian civilization, along with other features they believe are present, such as apparent pyramids. Which they argue are part of a ruined
0: city. Now, do we know the size of this head? Like, is it a, the size of a human head? or It uh, looks a lot bigger to me.
1: I'm sure they've done some sort of math and analysis that way, but um, no one has actually gone up to it. It's all from, like... The pictures. Yeah. yeah. So, after analysis of the higher resolution Mars Global Surveyor Data NASA stated that a, quote... A detailed analysis of multiple images of this feature reveals a natural-looking Martian hill with an illusory (laughs) face-like appearance, depending on the viewing angle and angle of illumination, end quote. So basically, scientists are saying, like, this is just coincidence. It's not a real face. It's just... Right. It's it's just just very... It's a naturally occurring ground surface on mars and it just happens to look like a face it's not really a face and that's that so uh, astronomer damn it scientist <laughs> and your stupid research <laughs> so uh, astronomer carl sagan criticized much of the speculation concerning it in his book the demon haunted world and on the 1990 update of sagan's show cosmos he did say that he thought it was something that was go- Created over time by winds, much like something would happen here on Earth, like wind and water would 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 erode the sand and change the shape of the landscape. But he said, but, quote, but if we were going anyway, meaning going to Mars, there's no harm in taking a look End quote. (laughs) So the quote unquote face is also a common topic amongst skeptic groups because they point out that there are other faces on Mars, which this I knew nothing about. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but these don't, don't have the same, like, level of study. Um, and one is something called the, the Gale Crater, G-A-L-L-E, Crater, and we'll have to post pictures of this, and it is a legit smiley face. Look at this picture. Oh my god! It is a huge crater, so it's a circle, (laughs)
0: right? And it has literally two mounds for the eyes. It's, it's like a really happy smile, too. And then,
1: like, a long curved, line-shaped mound for the mouth. That's a face! That's a smiley
0: face! But like, okay, that's a smiley face <laughs> but it's not a human face, so how can no. they compare that? so this that is, shit. this
1: to me, I feel is just coincidental. Yeah. But it's one heck of a coincidence. It's it's very interesting. It is, yeah. I'm like, that is a face! Um, and then there's also this one, which is like the female crown.
0: Oh, wow. It's that's like, like
1: really detailed. This one I find to be the, the the most interesting, but it again, so if you, if you were to Google like crowned woman on Mars, like this is what would pop up.
0: Yeah. But okay. Like we know we're looking for a face when we're looking at these pictures, but I wonder yeah. like how long, like if you're just, you come across it, like how long would it take you to see a face without, you know, being, well, we are going to get yourself. into that. Oh, we're going to get into that. I'm always
1: getting ahead. There was even I, from what I read, I did not actually Google this, but someone said there's even like a mound on Mars that looks like Kermit the Frog. I didn't actually look that up because I figured that wasn't worth my time. But. No, that would be interesting.
0: Kermit the Frog so ruling Mars. This
1: is the real thing that like I wanted to like. This is kind of like leading into the the this, the psych topic that I kind of wanted to to touch base on, and it's way above my ability I, to absorb information. I know. I wish I had my cognition so, book in front of me because so I'm like having flashbacks. To I'm that giving class. you the dumbed down version of that right now. So. um... So since the face was originally first imaged, the face has been accepted by scientists as an optical illusion and an example of a psychological phenomenon called pareidolia, 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 P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A. So pareidolia. Pareidolia. That's pareidolia. what I'm thinking. Yeah. So this is the thing that I, that I don't get. And, um, reading into it, I, th- I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Um. So pareidolia is the tendency to interpret a vague stimulus mm-hmm. as something known to the observer, such as seeing shapes in clouds, seeing faces in inanimate objects or abstract
0: patterns, or hearing messages in music.
1: It's like so. the people
0: that see Jesus in their toast, and then yes. and then they go and like sell the toast for like yes. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes, exactly. Or Elvis. Yeah. Or the Madonna. Yeah, and it's like when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, but it's like, okay. But uh, you chalk it up to, like,
1: coincidence, right? Yeah. So the face on Mars is a really famous example
0: of pareidolia, basically. Where we see something that's... But it's there! It with, is a face! <laughs> it appears to be there, but it's not there. Kind of thing, right? But it is there, but it's like your mind is making a connection. Well, it's connection. like all the dots and lines line up to make it look in the shape of it, I yeah. guess. But it's not intentional. It's not yeah. like it is I'm, accidental. Yeah. Like, you it's know, Jesus didn't, you know, imprint his face on your toast or yeah. whatever. It's you just know. a coincidence, basically. Right. But your
1: brain is the one that makes that connection, right? So, common examples are, are also like perceived images of animals' faces or objects in cloud formations, like I said before. And hearing dis- indistinct voices in random noise such as that produced by air conditioners or fans. <gasps> now we've heard of like like that, that was it Kiefer Sutherland that was in that movie White Noise? Or no, it was Kevin Costner. Was he the one? The movie White Noise? The scary movie? Yes, Kevin Costner. <laughs> it's like that. That was creepy. Um, now that I kind of like do sort of believe though, like. They, they're talking to you in the white noise. Like, you mean, like, if you play backwards, there's a message? And that's just... another form of pareidolia. Like, if
0: you play music slowly or you play it backwards yeah. and you hear hidden messages. So it's not all visual. I definitely have some of that. Like, when, I, when I'm when i going outside and you hear the birds chirping, I swear they're saying, like, cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I always hear, cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger. <laughs> And it's like, no matter what type of bird, or like, maybe it's just the birds around here. I swear, that's what they're (laughs) saying. This is
1: kind of a dorky thing, but there's like this little part in one of the Star Wars movies where one of the droids makes a sound and... (laughs) My husband said, <laughs> it sounds like he's saying man to the business. So it's like, man to the business, man to the business. <laughs> but it's just like a droid, which is a robot, essentially, making like a na-na-na-na-na. But he's like, <laughs> every time we see it now, we're like, man to the business. <laughs> man
0: to or it's the like the Ellen DeGeneres joke. like, Yeah, you don't know what the lyric of the song yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have it. I thought it was monkey hatchet. <laughs> it's like yeah, you hear what you want to hear. How today. many people have heard me say monkey hatchet? And you know, what we hear and see is influenced on our, like our own personal experiences. Too. Yes. So it's like 101. Yeah.
1: Well, so in a way, parado Paradolia can be explained as is sort of like, basically like an illusion, like an optical illusion. And from what I read there are similar illusions like this that can be found in the geology of Earth and examples are are like They're called like the old man of the mountain, the Romanian Sphinx, the Pedro de Gavia, the old man of Hoy, Stack Levinish, Sleeping Ute, and the Badlands Guardian. Um, so I find, um, I, 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 found a little bit of science, science behind the pareidolia, um, and, um, I didn't get this at all before reading it, um, Um, like I liked, like I was okay. Like the shot of Turin or like Rorschach tests.
0: Oh yeah. uh, The great
1: example too. Um, so, um, simply explained pareidolia can cause people to interpret random images or patterns of light and shadow as faces. Um, in this particular example, it's faces because it could also be sounds and things like that. So a 2009 study Help to explain why people identify something like, for example, like a few circles in a line as a, as a face so quickly without hesitation. So we think about it kind of like the smiley face. Right. So it says um, cognitive processes are activated by the face like object, which alert the observer to both an emotional state and identity. Of the, of the subject. So of the smiley face. Mm-hmm. So even before the conscious mind begins to process or even receive this information, this is happening. So it's very deep subconscious. You're like, that's a face.
0: Your yeah, brain... it happens
1: like uh, almost automatically. Yes, immediately. Even, and so a smiley face is so simple. It is literally a circle, two dots, mm-hmm. and a line. Yeah. And we're like, that's a face. You know, it looks nothing like us if you really think about it, but it, it that's a face. Um, and what they were saying is, like, it can even show something as simple as two dots in a line. It can show emotion. You can have a sad face. Mm-hmm. You can have an angry face. You put some little eyebrows on. Yeah. Them. You know, you can have a surprise face, a sleepy face. Look at all the emojis that we have now. Right. And look at, like, now there's even more than there were before. Yeah. Um, But in reality, it's just a variation of lines that are curved or straight, you know, so on and so forth. So this I found to be the most interesting part. So they think that this is actually us being able to recognize its emotion, being able to recognize that it's a face is a form of natural selection that Mm -hmm. has been created over hundreds of thousands of years, favoring Um. people most able to quickly identify the mental state of a threatening person. Thus providing that individual an opportunity to flee or right. attack preemptively. If someone's angry, you
0: know to run. Yeah. Save yourself. So,
1: like, it's like survival of the fittest. Yeah, or like
0: if someone shows their teeth, you know. <laughs> What's that great office line? I never
1: smile because showing your teeth is like a sign of weakness or something. And they're, like, taking the ID pictures and are like, smile, no, <laughs> click.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, though, that it's that it's
1: yeah that would make sense but so that's pretty much it but I, this is a terrible photo example but my personal favorite is the Padre de Gavia because it's and this, where is that I don't know oh um it's this I'm ju- guessing basically it's, it's, it's like a, a cliff or mountain
0: United States <laughs>
1: no it's not um and it just
0: looks like a grumpy old man look at that little face Okay, that one's not as obvious it's to me. The, it's definitely the photo, though. And the shadow. Like, I see eyes and a nose, I guess? Yeah. The Romanian Sphinx, I, I tried to copy
1: and paste that on here, but it was so hard because, like, it just kept on not showing up, and, like, my Word document was <laughs> was freezing. But it a lot of them are just literally, like, profiles of people. Yeah. Um and And, and just the shapes of a face... Um, the Sphinx is like the side of this white rock and it's like, it's like mouth is open and it looks like it's screaming. It's really, really creepy. Um, and a lot of it's just, you know, like just super simple, like eyes, nose, mouth, just like shapes and rocks. They're all in rock formations. Mm -hmm. The ones that I just listed, like the old man in the mountain is like the side of a, of a man's
0: face. You see like the nose and stuff, but and that was it. But it's interesting how, you know, sometimes, you know, like, you'll say, like, oh, you can see blah, 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 and that, like, can't you see that? And I'll be like, no, nah, what are you talking about? Like, like for me, I <laughs> I don't know this might sound weird, but I can always see a face in the moon. And I've always asked other people, I was like, can, can, you can't see that? You can't see it? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? So it's like there's sometimes when it's like, you know, one person sees it and then the other person doesn't. But it's like ones like those that are more, I guess, it's obvious. It's called a hallucination. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I am, um, you know, more adapted than you. Mm. So when the moon attacks me, I'll be ready. Because I saw that face. <laughs> that was really interesting. I yeah. Li- I like that.
1: I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I'm not gonna lie, this was actually the one that I didn't watch you to oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: you shoulda, you shoulda, like, given me a nudge. But, you know, I did all
1: the work for it, so I might I liked well. it
0: because it... I like the whole cognition aspect of it and, like, how, how we can be influenced just by, like you said, just, like, simple lines and circles. Like, we just put that together in our mind and we can just automatically identify it as a face. But, like, when you think about it, it's really just a bunch of just lines and shapes. <laughs> circles. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, we just kind of put it together right away. Yeah.
1: I like the survival thing. I like I like things that like like evolve over time or like like really like anthropological like I like this is why we do what we do like
0: super deep down. Yeah. Like hundreds of years. And yeah, this I is why I love this the unconscious stuff. Mhm. And like the is unconscious it the Id? Bi- is it the Id? bias. Um Freud would say that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Others just call it the unconscious or subconscious, you know? Mm-hmm. Just the things that we're not aware of that but we are doing in our minds. We just don't know realize what's going on. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Then what's the ego? Girl
1: <laughs> All right. We really want to really to do this for another time. For another time. What is your
0: topic? Is it happy, fun, sad, gross? Yeah, it's it's um it's quirky, I think is the best word. <laughs> It's not, like, it's not sad or, or like, You're depressing. Quirky. I, you know what, I'll take it. I'm quirky. <laughs> um, so this was inspired from, you know, recently went to the beach. And, you know, I, I haven't noticed this as much, but I think it was bigger in the 90s. Um, you see those, the people with the uh, the metal... Detectors So <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my topic And uh, yes there is a word for him they... I
1: remember seeing that a lot when I was little Yeah Like you're right Like in the yeah. 90s I don't know it's, I remember it's that down. being a craze And I've heard on that other On another podcast They were talking about giving those as wedding gifts Are you serious? Yeah someone got it as a wedding gift And I was like that's what? actually kind of cool Really? You that? I mean, And like, then the I remember my cousin he, She's now his wife But uh, at the time they were just dating, she lost, like, uh, a really nice piece of jewelry in our front yard,
0: mm-hmm. and he came back with a metal detector and found it. I mean, hey, that's probably the best way to do it, but um, anyway, yeah, I've always, like, I remember, I know, like, I always kind of turned my nose up at them and be like, oh, they're just, like, trying to, like, they're trying to make, like, profit off of people losing their stuff, and I, like, I never really, um, really appreciated Really? The you take them
1: making profit off of people losing their
0: stuff. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like they're they're like just trying to they're just getting lucky. Is it really lucky when you're going around looking for it though? Mm. See, to me that's cheating if you're going around looking for it. Like, you know, if you find a $5 on the ground, you know, okay, that's lucky. But if you're like This one, the person who's found a $100 bill on the floor one time. (laughs) I'm I'm lucky, okay? I think the
1: most I ever found, I think I found, like, a really specific number. It was, like, $17. That's not bad. And I, like, looked around and I was, like, you know, like, checking, like, seeing if someone would notice. It was, like, in the middle of the sidewalk. And I was, like, oh. I guess
0: I'm seventeen dollars richer. What <laughs> one time I, I I this woman dropped like a dollar or something and I was like oh ma'am you dropped this and she's like you're so nice you can keep it for, for that's doing that. That's actually sweet. I was like oh that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice of her to do that. Then it made me feel good. Um, so that's what it's all about, just making me feel good. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so these people are known as d- detectorists. Really? Um, yes, or metal detectorists. Um so just let's get over the boring history part just so you can have a background. <laughs> um, the metal detector was invented in eighteen seventy four by Gustave Clouve of Paris. Wow, that's a lot older than I thought. I know, right? I was like they had a electricity back then. Um, <laughs> it was it was um invented to locate bullets lodged in gunshot victims. Oh. And so what happens is it employs an electric coil that passes a magnetic wave into the ground. When it hits typical sand or rocks, it doesn't react. However, when it strikes metal, it creates an electrical current that the detector is turn- tuned to pick up, and it makes that little beep sound. Beep. Yeah, um, according to the a two thousand and fourteen estimate by the Task Force for Detecting Rights Foundation. Oh. Yes, that is a thing. Um, there are now more than three hundred thousand detectorists in the U.S. And do you have to register? I guess to be a um, part of their
1: little club, their group. Right. So they have a bunch force. of,
0: um, they have a bunch of like clubs, like hobby clubs and like yeah. Facebook groups and stuff. So yeah. I'm guessing maybe that's kind of how they did their polling. Mm. Um, but it's it's also very big in England apparently, and there's even a British comedy series on Netflix called The Detectorists. Really? Uh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, and I really want to watch it. I watched the trailer, and it actually looks kind of sweet. It's got <laughs> it's got somebody in it. I don't know his name, but he's I've seen him before. Like he's like you're not gonna just watch the whole thing and think.
1: You're just profiting off of somebody no, else's loss. No,
0: that was okay. You know, this is why I like doing this podcast because I research and my my feelings change. At the oh. End. So okay, you know, just okay. just wait, okay. just wait. Okay. Right. Um. So a lot of really cool things have been found. um, I'm sure. By these. I mean, it's very, it's probably like winning the lottery. Like, it's very unlikely. Yeah. But um, one of the big things that came up was um, uh, what's known as the Hoxin, Hoard. And um, so Mm -hmm. on November 16th, 1992, detectress Eric Laws um, was asked by a local farmer um, to search for a missing hammer in one of his fields in Hoxon, which is in um, a part of England. Um, Laws, the detectorist, never found the hammer, but instead he found what is now known as the Hox- Hoxon Hoard, um, the largest collection of artifacts from the late Roman era. The collection included spoons, coins, and silver and gold jewelry. The artifacts were valued at... 1.75 million euros, which is about 100.9 million US dollars. Now, this is back in the 90s, so I don't know if it'd be different from today's, but probably. Um, and and law the laws, um, got this paid to him by the county council, and then they took it and put it in the um British Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was designated as what's called a treasure trove because it was actually buried in a box um, with the intent to be found. So it was actually somebody wanted it to be found and they put it in the box to preserve it. Um, So I thought that was interesting that it's like they found real buried treasure. Mm -hmm. Um, So so what I learned is, you know, like I said earlier, like, oh, they're profiting off of, like, people losing stuff. But actually... For most detectorists, it's not really about the money or what they, you know, the value of what they find. It's more about the thrill of the chase. Um, (laughs) They interviewed one detectorist, Steve Critchley, who has been um, detecting for (laughs) forty years. Um, He is in the. He tells the um, the Independent that you can learn a lot about the history from (laughs) smaller items such as buttons, hair clips, and loose change. Um, And I was like, what. Is not really going to tell you, And then he, but he like gives a good example. He says, imagine finding a bit of loose change, then some more further along, and some more after that. Then it emerges that there was probably a path across the field at some point in the past. Um, or say you find some buttons. You can imagine men working the field on a hot day, taking off their waistcoat, a button pinching off. A little further away, you'll perhaps find a needle lost by one of the farm worker's wives who sat at the edge of the field sewing while the men worked. Um... So it's it's kind of like just giving clues about the history. So um, it's like a narrative or a story. Yeah, but like you're kind of di- literally digging it up instead of just like reading about it in a book or something. Mm-hmm. And I don't really consider myself a history buff, but like that that does seem kind of cool, just like just finding things from like, you know, <clears throat> so long ago, like the Roman era. I could totally see you doing this for maybe 20 whole <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you were like that's it I'm done well it's funny you mentioned that there was an article about it in Slate magazine this woman tried it with her daughter her daughter who's like 9 asked for it for her birthday and they were like okay and and like they said like 15 minutes in she's like okay I want to go on the playground you know like she's like y- you know it's it's not I imagine probably like fishing where you're just sitting there most of the day waiting for yeah. something to happen and then
1: oh, voila yeah needle. and it's like
0: oh it's a it's a, it's a nickel <laughs> Um but like I guess, if you
1: find old stuff that yeah. would be cool. But if yeah. you're finding like a Bobby pin from five years ago, that's not exciting.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I would think most of the stuff would be more recent unless you really had one that got mm-hmm. way down there. Yeah. Um but some of these people they go on they go on known sites that like, you know, were Okay. Where soldiers soldiers yeah. battled and things like that. Um, so some other interesting finds um, that I found. Finds that I found. Um, <laughs> so Dennis LeBlanc, a detector from Dorchester, New, Bruns- New Brunswick, which is in Canada. I had to look that one up. Because it just said Dor- Dorchester NB. And I was like, okay. Um, he reunited a high school ring with its owner, Tim Finny, It had been stolen from his locker 35 years ago. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. I, it must have had his name engraved. Cause that's, Probably. It's mind-minded. Like, um, Mine minded Can you imagine getting a phone call like, hey, hey um, <laughs> funny, <question>. funny thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's your ring size? Like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you go to this high school? I'd be like, is this a prank? I know. Like, I would think it was like <laughs> someone
1: trying to like stalk me or something.
0: Yeah, and it's weird, like the person stole it and then just like, eh, I don't want this and just chucked it. Um Yeah, so he was able to be reunited with his beloved school ring school ring, which you know everyone wears after thirty five years.
1: Um, well, I think we know someone who will wear his <laughs> Yes, Yes. From now. We do know one or two
0: people. <laughs> um and then a teenager, it's, it's all about the rings apparently, but a teenager from England was reunited with a ring that contained her late father's ashes, ashes after she put out a plea on Facebook asking for help finding her ring. That's nice. Um, yeah, so there's actually a, um, a website called ringfinders.com and it's, oh my gosh. it's like, yeah, it's people, um, metal detectors who get together, metal detectorists who get together and trying to reunite people. Yeah, and just trying to f- help people find their, their jewelry. And a lot of them, I think, do it for free. I think some of them charge a fee. But, um, yeah, a lot of them just do it, you know, out of the kindness of their heart. Like, Aww. people say, well, I lost this ring. It was around this area. Um, you know, and people go out searching. And, you know, it, it they end up finding oh, it so it's good to know yeah so case. you know if you ever lose that old engagement ring at the beach <laughs> well, I hope make not. friends with a metal detectorist <laughs> <laughs> um and so a man in australia found a gold nugget worth sixty eight thousand dollars. whoa yeah we're not talking about a chicken nugget either no? <laughs> 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 sorry I, I, had to, I had to put a dad you were just saving that all day uh, I don't know. I I, I felt like I was losing the audience, so I had to to bring it back up a little. I sound ridiculous. (laughs) At least you're not making dad jokes like me.
1: (laughs) No, I thought that
0: was clever. Really? Yes. Um, Okay, and Jim Evans is a 76-year-old detector from Chicago. He turned his hobby into a business. um, So he's one of those people that he charges... Uh, he <laughs> yeah. offers, uh, you know, like a ring finding ser- service, or well, oh, he'll find anything, I guess. Gracious. He charges anywhere from twenty five dollars to a hundred dollars for a quote show up fee, and if he finds <laughs> the item, he lets the owner decide. you Just know, Just to if they, show up, yeah. If they get the monetary award, I guess it's like the, you know, the labor.
1: <laughs> I guess, yeah. Because um, he might not find it.
0: Yeah, but he says most of the time it's it's the lost items are rings, and he says he says like, oh, there's about an eighty 85- five. Chance that I'll find it. So I guess they work. 85%? I don't know. I mean, he probably. Yeah. I mean, this is just some guy. Like, I don't know. He's just. (laughs) He's probably just made (laughs) that up. I don't think he did any. I know, right? Statistically, I am
1: 85% accurate.
0: Yeah. But like I said, like, most of them, um, of the metal detectors, they really, like, they do it just because they enjoy it and it's not really about, you know, making money. I think if they do find something of value that they think belongs to someone, they do make an effort to try to, you know, get it back to the owner if they can. Um, So, you know, do you know any uh, detectorists?
1: No, that's the only thing I could think of was that, that, that one time. Uh, But I remember like my cousin had to borrow the uh, metal detector from somebody. Um, And I think it was a ring. I think it was a ring that she lost. Hmm. Yeah, and then when you were saying this, I immediately thought of when we were on my famous bachelorette trip to the beach. (laughs) That same night, we met a girl on her bachelorette trip, and she had just lost her ring in the ocean. Can you imagine being the detectorist that finds that ring? Right.
0: I bet you it was a a big one. But then in the ocean, it's different, because, I mean, I guess it could wash up, but then it could also just see you later. Yeah. And then when you were
1: saying... Talking about, like, the history and stuff from time to time, because my ring is estate jewelry, Mm -hmm. so someone else owned it at the very least, if not wore it. It could have been multiple people. So sometimes I like to try and think about the woman who who wore this thing. Yeah, I'd be curious. I hope it was a good person. I hope there's no...
0: Ben yeah, Juju. Didn't, so didn't far divorce. i feel
1: good about it i feel pretty good about it i like it i like that it has a little story attached How, to it do you i know just what, wish i knew yeah no i know nothing we should do so some, i just have to make it up there's oh i'm sure it's not a one of a kind there's no way i'll be able to find that out i
0: don't know i feel like you can find anything out these days with the internet but it's
1: kind of nice to just kind of make up the story of the evelyn or gertrude or Gwendolyn that used to own this it's gotta be an old lady she
0: escaped from some like (laughs) imprisonment Uh and she was rescued by a prince yeah um and some of the other things I found about the whole history of it was um Metal detectors were widely used in archaeology with the first recorded use by military historian Don Rickey in 1958, which is different from what that other thing said, which was the 1800s, but I guess maybe it's a different type of metal detector. Um, he used one to detect the firing lines at Little Bighorn. Uh. However, archaeologists opposed the use of metal detectors by, quote, artifact seekers or site looters whose activities disrupt archaeological Sites. The problem with use of metal detectors in archaeological sites or hobbyists who find objects of archaeological interest is that the context that the object was found in is lost and no detailed survey of its surroundings is made. Hmm. I guess they want to, yeah, they want to kind of like survey the scene. Um, outside of known sites, the significance of objects may not be apparent to a metal detector hobbyist. So I guess basically saying we don't have the right training to appreciate it or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so in the U.S., it's, you know, metal detecting is illegal as long as it's public property. Um, Wait, pro- it's illegal? No, it's legal. Oh, okay. Yeah. On private property, obviously you need permission. England and Wales, it's kind of similar. It's legal, but depends on the site. And they have now this new, well, not new, but... After the Hoxton Horde was discovered, they made the Treasure Act of nineteen ninety six, which requires Where they have to you turn to it over. yeah, if it's treasure, you got to turn it in. Um, but I think you still get reimbursed. I and mean, there's something like that for like um, uh
1: like ships like treasure ships. Mm. There's stuff like that. Like if it's in international waters, you get to keep like a certain percentage. Or if it's if it's not in international waters, like, it, let's say it's, like, off the coast of whatever land, then, then part of that country gets to keep it, I think.
0: Yeah. And then it's, Scotland... It's a bummer.
1: Yeah. I know, I'd be like... Especially I'm that, that's this. gotta be expensive to do all that diving and stuff. But then again, maybe they don't need the money. <laughs> if, they, <laughs> if they can afford all those dives, they right. probably don't need it.
0: Not yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. That would be so cool, though. It's, like, literally find, like, treasure on a ship that's... you know sunk Um, but in Scotland I found this interesting anything found without an owner um, must be reported to the crown and then a panel decides what to do with it so like you literally have to give it up huh if you find it like give it to the royalty I bet you a lot of people just don't claim these things well apparently you can get in big trouble if you don't oh I'm sure you can but yeah without the risk there's no reward yeah, it's the thrill of the chase. Um, but, I don't know, I feel like if, if no one, like, could see me do it, I would definitely try it. Try it. If no thing. one could see you do Cause it? Because it's embarrassing. Every time I see those people, I'm like... Uh, Dude. But I now I I, I, I change my, you know, I, I'll try not to be so judgmental. But it's always, like, older white guys. Yeah, yeah. I could be the first woman ever to be a metal detector. List. <laughs> no,
1: on no. I'm a female. No, but you could change the image. You could change that image. If hey. people see you out and about.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I'm gonna be on a beach, I'm gonna be laying down.
1: This is very true. I see you doing this in a field, not on the sand, because in the sand you would immediately well, get. Actually,
0: up. I would lay on the I would lay on the my towel and then I would just kind of do a swoop <laughs> My arm while I'm laying like down, like a windshield wiper. Yeah, and like every every like day, you know the tide changes. So every day I would just do a little swoop, <laughs> see if there's anything around. No, you would
1: do from the walk <laughs> from your towel to the car.
0: Yes, and then that's it. I yeah. gave
1: it five whole minutes. I'm done. And these things aren't
0: aren't cheap, man. They are. I mean,
1: How expensive are they?
0: They run like they said you get a cheap one for thirty dollars, but I'm sure that's not going to find anything. Um, they can run up upwards of like at least a hundred more than that. Um, oh, I thought it
1: would be worth I thought it would be even more. I thought it'd be like hundreds of dollars oh,
0: I mean i'm sure I'm sure they go even higher. That's just kind of what came up when I was looking for them. Did you
1: look to buy? No, I know someone who would maybe your boyfriend will get you this for your birthday.
0: oh, it's i I couldn't ask for more. <laughs> Now, I feel like if I buy this, I also need, like, the uh, the khaki shorts. And you need the, a fanny uh, pack. The fanny pack, and then, like, the, the hat with the yep. brims mm-hmm. on it. Or, uh, yeah, and some really big sunglasses. Snakers. <laughs> One article I was reading there saying, like, it's middle-aged men with, like, atrophied... Uh, uh, calves and wine shirts. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was like, there oh my is god. a button
1: down that I'm,
0: that I'm <laughs> kind of visualizing. Oh, and then they always got the little sifter. You got to get the oh, sifter. Because yeah. that's how you, you know. That's how you detect the difference of the grains of sand. Yeah. You know what? Oh, They <gasps> should make one for bones. <laughs> how creepy would that be? It's disgusting. <laughs> oh my god! It's <laughs> on the beach? I'm <laughs> not on the beach, but like. I don't know, what if you found, like, a, you know, <laughs> a prince or something? <laughs> I guess... You know what uh, they should make? They should <laughs> make one
1: for bands. That's, like,
0: how you said it. What, how freaky, like, it would be, like, cool in a freaky way. Some things are best left on, on set. I don't know, a, it, that would help people find a lot, a lot of people. That is true. So, get on that people. The bone detector. Yeah. There probably already is something. Probably. Right? Probably. I don't know. Well, that was a good one. I
1: like that. I don't know why you were down on it. I think that was good.
0: Yeah, it was just... I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of, like, there there was a lot of information but not good information on the internet. You know, I always like to find, like, the psychological piece, like, how, how you had with your topic, but...
1: Well, thus far, I've, i really have not been able to find that in mine. Yeah. So it's totally
0: okay. Well, that's why I'm like I wonder why it's like it's just something that older white guys. Maybe it's just like if you're retired and it's probably like also the time. Yeah, that and it why came was it and, so popular in the '90s? Uh, I read somewhere that the price of the metal detectors went down at a certain time, but I think that was like in the '60s. But but remember seeing commercials for them all the time. No.
1: No, I do not.
0: Oh, I remember seeing commercials for the metal detectors. And it was like... Oh, what channels were you on? I don't know. Well, I had like a lot of channels growing up, so... Oh, excuse no me. <laughs> I watched MTV all the time. <laughs> no, but it was like, it was showing you all, like, oh, I found this watch. And it, and like, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's so cool. But, yeah. Um, I guess people suddenly realized it was a scam. I mean,
1: maybe I saw them and I just kind of blacked
0: it out, but... I just remember thinking, oh, my God, I could be I could be rich. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we'll have to tune in two weeks from now and see if you, you've uh, done any investigating. Oh, don't worry. I can guarantee you I, I will
0: not have. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. All
1: right. Well, thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe.
0: And email us if if you have any topics. Oh, yeah. We will respond. The part I don't get at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye.